Hello, and welcome to Yarn Jazz 777. Yes, I said that right. <laughs> um, welcome to the podcast. So, actually, kind of a big week uh, in wrestling. Not as far as, like, events go and all that stuff. Uh, but some more information on the Double or Nothing was announced. Also, a few new people for all the wrestling, as far as the roster goes, was also... That was also announced. Uh, a lot of rumors going around. So, not a bad week as far as like the news goes. Uh, but as far as shows go, I mean, there wasn't anything major as far as I know. I mean, if there was, I definitely missed it. <laughs> um, but, um,. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll just start off with the news with all the, uh, like I said, quite a lot. Uh, apparently, they made an offer to a big WWE star. Uh, the name hasn't been released because the, um, I guess they were waiting until the offer was either accepted or denied. So. Which I guess it hasn't been yet. And um, apparently Randy Orton is real, is uh, willing to talk with all the wrestling. Which that is huge. I mean Orton, one of the big, uh, I mean, he's basically at legend status. I think it's safe to say at this point for, uh, with WWE. Yeah, supposedly he's not actually going to go there. It's just more of he wants to get a better offer from WWE, so from Vince and Co. <laughs> um, supposedly that's what he was trying to do. I have no idea. I mean, again, it is just rumor. And then, uh, like the other stuff, that's just speculation. Like, he could actually be going. Um, he could actually be going to all leap, but I highly doubt that. Just based on the fact that, uh, yeah, Oren has had a long tenure with WWE and I mean I would say all of his fame is because of working for WWE you know uh, and he kind of gets to do his own thing and I mean he can certainly still wrestle I mean he showed that with uh, Ollie on Tuesday, I'll talk about that match a little bit later because that was an incredible match. I mean, for an episode of SmackDown, that was absolutely incredible. Uh, SmackDown lately, they have been having pay-per-view quality singles matches for free. I mean, Andrade and Ray, uh, all of those matches were great. Of course, there were 
uh, some screwy finishes, but I mean, you know, it's a weekly show, so what do you expect? Um, then, uh, like I just said, Orin Ali. I mean, that was great. Just the timing of that match was great. The moves were incredible. Uh, it was just an exciting match. Again, I'll talk a little. I'll go a little bit more into that match later. Um, but yeah, back to this all elite thing. Um, then there's many where on whether they're like going to go to all elite, but uh, apparently there's a little bit of speculation that the Usos might not resign. With WWE when their contract expires in April, um, if that's the case, you know. Again, I mean that's big news because Usos, one of the best tag teams WWE has right now. I mean, their matches are great. They don't have a bad gimmick. I mean, it's not the best gimmick, but it's not bad. You know, um, five time tag team champions. Oh, just hit the mic. That <laughs> wouldn't be a podcast without that happening <laughs> at least once. So, and by the way, I'm not reading off the of notes. So, I'm actually kind of surprised <laughs> that if any would remember this much. Uh, I mean, this is kind of memorable stuff. Anyway, so yeah. Honestly, if the Usos do leave, I hope they go to New Japan. Like, Ring of Honor would be a good fit for their style of wrestling. I mean, Usos, Briscoes wouldn't be bad. Uh, Ollie, I mean, Usos, Young Bucks, Super Kick versus <laughs> Super Kick. Um, but really, okay, so Ali hasn't produced a show yet, so we, I mean, all in, fair enough, but that wasn't really an all-elite wrestling show, that was an independent show, you know, it was the indie WrestleMania, basically, (laughs) or the non-WWE WrestleMania, it wasn't an actual all elite wrestling show. Double or nothing, that's gonna be a preview. It's still not gonna be what's the show gonna be like week to week. If you guys know what I'm like saying. Because I mean I mean this is obvious. And you guys if you guys watch uh, IPWL, you see it there, NCW same thing. I mean Pretty much every promotion. Weekly shows has some filler. Usually has some filler. But um, it's mainly trying to keep the stuff, enter- the content entertaining while also building to the pay per view where you can have a spectacular show. But, you know. 
and again, like the layout of those weekly shows. Not sure. I mean, the roster looks good, so I'm sure the matches are going to be good. Uh, the partnerships with AAA and um, OWE, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Chinese promotion, if I'm not mistaken, which I personally haven't seen. Don't know if it's any good or not. Uh, and at the, I think it was like the original rally that they had. Uh, they said, you know, expect something new. So, I'm just gonna take a wild guess. I mean, I've seen, I've looked on their uh, Twitter page, seen some pictures. Um, it kind of looks like a mix of the Japanese and Mexican styles of wrestling. On the fact where, like, they make a point to tell, like, tell a story of a feud, or not really a feud, but an in-ring story for the match while also pulling off these high-style moves. I'm not saying, like, you know, the Japanese style, not strong style, you know, hit hard and all that stuff. Uh, you know. But from what I saw... Like again, it's just like pictures, so it's just kind of like glimpses of highlights. I mean, it looks like there's quite a bit of uh, high flying action from what I saw. Again, this is just from what I saw. I could be completely wrong. I mean, I did see somebody doing a moonsault onto two other guys, <laughs> so I'm guessing they get a little bit flippy. But then you know what? promotion doesn't these days kind of funny we went wrestling has gone from two men in a legit fight to I'm gonna do a flip basically over close to a hundred years now of pro wrestling went from I'm gonna beat the crap out of you to I'm gonna do a flip on to you which hurts more. Uh, but the thing is, like, the way wrestling is, there's always going to be a place for the strong man. You know, there's always going to be that because that's the foundation of pro wrestling. And. Honestly, I don't think you can ever truly get rid of that foundation. So, you know, probably gonna continue. I mean, now we have Braun on the Indies, Brian Cage. Early non WWE promotions. Uh, New Japan, yeah, they got Okada. Sometimes Tanahashi, but mainly Okada. Um, Oh, I'm sure there's more. Oh, yeah. Um, Bad Luck Fallet. 
you know, uh, Keith Lee are becoming a strong guy. Well, he still does flips, though, so I mean, he's not 100% strong man. Uh, oh, Lars Sullivan. But, I mean, he's been off the radar for supposedly anxiety reasons, so... Anyway, um, but, anyway, so, back to, let's see, it's talking about Usos potentially leaving, so, anyway, talked enough about that, the all, or the double or nothing, uh, was like a press conference or something like that? Or not a press conference, but party? I don't know how it was worded. But basically another build up to the show. And there was three matches. One match that was announced for sure, but two other matches that were set up. Which, like I said, I hope they happen. <laughs> I hope they happen. Because I would absolutely love to see those matches. Um, let's see, the first one that was announced was Pac versus a Hangman Page. I think that's going to be for the All Elite Championship or whatever they're going to call the world title. And that is a big match. Like, not a big match, but I mean, that's the match everybody didn't know they wanted it until they got it. And now that we have it, you know, oh man, I just cannot wait for that match. It is going to be such a good match. It's going to be so good. And, uh, let's see, what was the other match? Oh yeah, uh, Omega Jericho 2, which was actually set up at All In, but they continued upon that here. If I'm not mistaken, it was um, yesterday? That this all happened? sure it was yesterday uh, at the time of recording so it would have been Thursday or was it today I don't remember <laughs> anyway then uh, tag match it was Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers Yes, Lucha Brothers, uh, Penta, and Phoenix. Oh, man. That is going to be an absolutely great tag match. Just going to be a great tag match. Um, but, yeah. Probably going to be for the tag titles. And also, some members of the women's division were announced. Uh, 
Kylie Ray. I'm pretty sure it's like the big one. Other uh, than Brett Baker, um, where is it? Kaylee Ray. Now I'm pretty sure Kaylee Ray is going to NXT UK. Ah, oh, dang. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's going to. Cause she was in the crowd at Takeover, so I'm pretty sure Kylie Ray. Pretty sure it's two different. Yeah, it's two different wrestlers. Anyway, I guess the reason why I thought that was big was because I thought it was Kaylee Ray. And I mean, to me, that's a recognizable name because. Uh, I haven't as much recently, but I do watch the British independent scene. I used to quite a bit. Um, but now, not so much. I mean, I'll check in with some of the stuff, like, yeah, if there's a, yeah, if I see, like, a big match, you know, something like that. But, other than that, it's just kind of like, you know, I see a match and it's like, oh, neat. Yeah, that sort of thing. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think here. Oh, yeah, the first... I think it was the first ever um, transgender, I think, or I'm pretty sure it's transgender. Try not to offend people, so I'm trying to get the exact phrase that was used. Um, I uh, was uh, signed to Ollie Wrestling. I guess she showed up at the party or whatever. Let's see. Oh, Kylie Ray was trained by Booker T. Oh, okay, so she wrestled for his promotion. Let's see. First trans women in major wrestling league. So basically, major wrestling promotion. I mean, I think it was Pink Sports that released a thing about that, so. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, pretty big news. Um, I mean, I'm not really a big supporter on that stuff. I mean, I'm not entirely against it. I mean, it's a person's choice. You know, that whole argument, really, it just comes down to whatever 
the person wants to do. Um, but, you know, just kind of like right in the middle when it comes to that stuff. Or not really getting me like jumping for joy, like, oh yeah, this happened. But at the same time, not gonna be like, oh, they shouldn't have done that. I mean, it's bound to happen at some point, so. Yeah. And I'm not saying, yeah, it's particularly bad, you know. I feel like I'm trying to cover up something that I didn't really do. I mean, like I said, I'm like in the middle of that stuff, so. So, anyway, sorry for the dead air. <laughs> anyway, so that's basically, as far as I know, that's oh, almost everything. Uh, Jimmy Havoc signed with All Elite Wrestling, so they're going to have hardcore wrestling. And I hope they do it justice. <laughs> anyway, so. I'm sure they'll do it justice. But, um, what was I about to say? What was I about to say? So, oh yeah, I guess just move on to Raw, which this week, it wasn't great, it wasn't awful like it has been in recent times, but it still wasn't great, so, it's, um, I don't know what to think of it, uh, I mean, it had its moments, I mean, Becky punching Stephanie McMahon, that was great, enjoyed that, um, let's see, then there was also, after that, apparently a lot of people, um, I understand Rousey with her promos when she was in front of the crowd uh, she did stumble on her words a little bit so uh, there was that uh, but backstage I don't know I mean she didn't really stumble backstage as far as you know, with saying this stuff. Yeah, I did like, uh, <laughs> what she told Becky, you know, the ice in Advil. 
I did like that line. Um, you know, it builds up. It builds up to the story that they want to fight each other. You know, helps build up that whole story that they're currently doing. So, that's yeah, not bad. Um, What else good happened on Raw? Oh, Angle seemed like he was about to retire. Which, at this point, I think he's definitely coming up towards the end of his career. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I really don't think there's any doubt whatsoever about that. But, um, it's just the whole thing of, you know, ideally he should retire WrestleMania since we are on the road to WrestleMania. Um, Instead of like just randomly on Raw. But, you know, it's, uh. I don't know, I mean. Kurt's actually done a good thing in that not a lot of other members of the roster have done. I'm not sure if it's like the willing to do it or yeah the whole thing or if it's oh sorry or if it's um oh that's what I'm looking for like if it's the creative tone to do this or if it's then like just pulling their own weight you know because nostalgia uh you know with where you know the legend comes back for big pop faces somebody on the current roster that arguably shouldn't be losing but also on the other argument could benefit from a high profile feud still isn't a way to build up your talent <laughs> um, where as an uh, angle you know he's actually been losing which is great I mean he lost uh, he, he tapped out to his own move to Drew McIntyre and that helps out Drew because you know it gives him heat plus Drew McIntyre tapped out a legend in Kurt Angle then Baron Corbin pinning it Angle clean that helps him out because again he beat a legend in Kurt Angle who, brought, who won a 
gold medal with a broken freaking neck. By the way, didn't know if you knew that or not. And that was obviously a joke. Um, oh, bad. Uh, yes. I don't think. I guess it's sarcasm. Not sure if that's the right word or not. Anyway. Um. Just trying to think here. Uh, after that, see, all I can remember is that Fatal 4-Way with the Revival winning where they get another shot at the titles, which, I mean, okay, I guess. If the revival don't win, then yeah, that's obviously a problem. Because I mean, it's like I say, because it's kind of like the same situation on SmackDown where they have some makeshift tag team as the current champs, like to the point where they're not an actual tag team. You know, but they are in that whole thing. They are better than all the other actual tag teams on the roster, which I definitely 100% do not agree with that. I mean, Rude and Gable, they aren't bad. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they aren't going to be the next bar. That's for sure. And I get, like, the whole that whole argument where, I mean, the bar, they were a makeshift tag team. But now they are one of the best tag teams. I mean, the thing with them is they have the star power and... Uh, they had arguably a lot more charisma and I don't know I mean the argument could be made that they're better in the ring but they had it was not to me like between those two teams it's not a matter of like the chemistry between the two I mean obviously Shamus and Cesaro grew into being one of the best tag teams right now. Um, but, I mean, Rude and Gable, they're just not catching on because they're in... That's the thing. They're in a dead division. They are in a dead tag team division. Over on SmackDown, I mean, it's a little bit more alive. I mean, Shane McMahon certainly tried to kill it. I certainly tried to kill it with all of his sweaty might, but it's still kicking. Super kicking with the Usos and bro kicking with Sheamus. I'm sure there's other super kicking. I don't know. 
and what? tag division is I mean they're trying to boost it back up but I mean they need better teams I mean the best they have three good teams but two teams in the revival and Alters of Pain they have for some reason they have decided to book into the ground they haven't had the authors of pain on TV. Uh, I guess Acom suffering an injury. Um, but I mean, even like the last few appearances that they were on TV, they weren't the dominant force that they were when they debuted. It it turned into lucky heels. I mean, they were tra basically transitional champions. I think like. They had that feud with Rooting Gable. Rooting Gable obviously won the feud because they're current champs. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, those were the only people the authors, the authors of Pain defended. Defended. Damn, that sounds like Rousey. <laughs> Authors of Pain only defended the titles on TV. I'm sure they defended it. Defended the titles against other people on uh, house shows and that. At live events. But on TV, if I'm not mistaken, the only rooting able were their only challengers. So that's where we're at. Dead Division trying to be revitalized, but crappy booking has delayed that process. I'm not sure if delayed is the right word. It's more of cre previous creative decisions have put a massive roadblock in trying to revive this, for the most part, dead division. Like I've been saying, because, I mean, if they can barely get onto a pay-per-view pre-show, then there's obviously a problem with that division. So, um, anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, Elias versus Jeff Jarrett. 
I kind of enjoyed this man enjoyed it uh, I liked how Elias interrupted a song for a change uh, Elias being Jeff Jarrett definitely good and I mean he beat him clean as well uh, but Jarrett though apparently uh, the, the guitar didn't break the whole way or Jarrett used a real guitar and the back broke which I would imagine is a lot more painful I mean I can't say speak on that matter because I haven't had either type of guitar be a hit on me or be used as a weapon on me I guess that's a better phrase So, so, um, but Road Dog, he can stop laughing. I mean, if you watch it back, I mean, he just starts off laughing, starts laughing. Then, I mean, he's trying not to laugh. And, uh, anyway, so then there was a moment of bliss with EC3. Oh, my goodness. Good night. Was this a bad segment? Absolutely freaking pointless to begin with. I mean, sure, EC3 getting exposure on the main roster. I mean, not necessarily a bad thing, but I mean, I feel bad for Alexa Bliss because of the massive rewrite her character has gotten, and I have no idea who's been writing her character recently, but I mean, it's just so sexual lately I mean most of her segments lately have had something sexual in them I mean the whole thing with EC3 that was pretty obvious with that um the whole flirty thing and EC3 having a really massive or was it a really big bank account that was a bad save um, anyway uh, so there's that then there was just the whole time I mean she was being very flirty uh, but after that, I'm pretty sure commentary said that might, after uh, EC3 versus Ambrose, um, and apparently Bliss is, which I actually forgot about this, uh, Luxa Bliss is engaged to Buddy Murphy, which makes the whole thing even worse.
So, and I think it was Corey Graves said on commentary, that might not be the only time EC3 gets lucky tonight. You know, the whole wink wink thing. Um, yeah, I mean, she's engaged <laughs> to somebody who works for WWE and is a current champion. So, yeah. I mean, it's not really an on-screen relationship because, I mean, they are on different brands. But, I mean, still, I mean, she is engaged. And it's kind of common knowledge, I guess. I mean, it is, but it isn't at the same time. So there was that. Um, Nia Jax had a good heel promo. Then Ambrose. I mean, it wasn't bad. His segment wasn't bad. I mean, it was a good line of, you know, where EC's one and two. I think EC one might be dead. Well, maybe not. I mean. If he's not, he's definitely very old. Anyway, so yeah, there was that. Then there was like I said, EC3 versus Ambrose happened, which wasn't a bad match. I was actually kind of surprised to see Ambrose having the hand wraps. I thought he ditched those, but I guess not. So. Anyway. Um, let's see then. Oh, geez, I can't even remember what the main event was. Oh, there's that dumb segment with Natalia and Dana Brooke. I mean, why is that rivalry happening? Is that really the best that they have for those two? Creative wise? double tasking right now so sorry for the dead air see how am I doing on time oh, okay okay so like I said I can't even remember the main event 
Oh yeah, it was Angle and Strowman versus McIntyre and um, Corbin. Oh. It was a pointless match, and it's a pointless feud, especially for the build-up to WrestleMania. I hope... Oh, crap, that's going to be it, though. The Romania matches... It's probably not going to be a tag match. It was going to be a Fatal 4-Way. At least that'll be entertaining. Maybe throw a title in. I don't know. But... Anyway, let's move on to SmackDown before I get aggravated by Strowman. I mean, I'm not aggravated by Strowman. I just, oh, I just don't want to talk about my main events. I mean, because again, I'm just so sick of Strowman. I mean, and I know that's the unpopular decision. But it's just is the way that he's been booked. He is booked like an unstoppable monster. He has the most protective finisher. And then they pair him up against Brock because there is literally nothing else that they can do. They book themselves into a corner. And then the rest of the roster has to suffer. I mean, really, that's what happens. And the whole... I mean, this is just me criticizing at this point. I mean, it caught on. I have no idea how, but the whole get these hands... I mean, Strowman admitted himself that he just randomly said that. It wasn't even intended to be a catchphrase. And yet it is. I mean, talk about getting lucky. Anyway, and I mean, I feel bad for Angle as well. I mean, to be lumped in with this whole storyline. It's not even that good of a storyline either. Same thing for McIntyre. I feel really bad for McIntyre. I mean, to go from beating up Cena and tapping out Angle, you know, he's now in some random tag team storyline at this point in the build-up to WrestleMania. What should be, you know, make or break. Not like make or break, but this should be like his road to stardom, I guess. I mean, yeah, WrestleMania moments, they always, uh, yeah, WWE is pretty big on that. So, I mean, have a good WrestleMania moment, then. That's going to help you out.
anyway. So, yeah, SmackDown, pretty good. Uh, like I said, Orin Ali, uh, that whole super kick thing, Ali did, really enjoyed that. Uh, Orin, like, the, like, just doing the back suplex onto the announce table, then the second time he attempted that, Ollie got out, then Ollie threw Orin, like, over, <laughs> over the announce table, which, I really enjoyed that, and that match really helped out Ollie. So, which it should have done. So yeah, I'm all for that. It was just a great match. Uh, the timing was great. Uh, some of the spots that they did in the match, like Ollie, you know, going to jump, then you know, Orin was kind of hit the RKO, but Ollie was like, no, 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 I got you. <laughs> you know, the whole thing. Then he hit the that tornado DDT, which was a great tornado DDT, by the way. And, uh, yeah, Orn, Ollie, you know, fatigued, went for, uh, no, no 5-4, but, you know, was worn out, so it took a little while to get up to the ropes and that, get up to the top turn, uh, top turn buckle, which, uh, yeah, I mean, that worked into the match great, then Orn with that RKO, and that was a great RKO. Like just pulling him back and up then. That was a great RKO. That's like one of the best RKO spots recently. That and WrestleMania 31. Those were both great RKOs. Uh, when Rollins went for the curve stomp then. Or, you know. Out of nowhere. Anyway. Yeah, that was great. Then let's see. Oh yeah, Samojo coming out, uh, choking out Orin. Then Danny Bryan came out. Joe was going to choke out uh, Brian, I think. But then Rowan kind of stopped him. It's just like, no, 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 we're cool, we're cool. You know, uh, and Rowan getting on the mic. He wasn't the best, but I mean, it did kind of help his character out. Uh, to the extent where, you know, being intellectual, you know, mentioned uh, Galileo, and uh, there's somebody else he mentioned as well. Yeah, they're basically just mentioning historical figures that, uh, you know, can be compared to what they're doing. So, I'm trying to think, Galileo. Oh, I can't think of it now. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. Um. Yeah, ending excitement. I mean, the timing was a little bit off, but it was great. 
uh, Jeff Hardy versus Daniel Bryan. I enjoyed that match. I thought that was a good match. Uh, I mean, not as good as Ollie Orn. But, I mean, still wasn't bad. Wasn't a bad main event. <laughs> the introduction of McMiz TV. Kill me now. <laughs> I mean, not literally, but, I mean, you know, for your speech. But, oh my. Honestly, who wants to see this? In 2019, a near 50 year old man with one of the most charismatic wrestlers currently on the WWE roster in a lump shift tag team where they are the champs. They are the current champions over tag teams like Sheamus and Cesaro, The New Day, Sanity, The Usos. And I'm sure there's more that I'm forgetting about as well. But, I mean, still. I mean, what are they going to do next? Have Stephanie and Stephanie and Alexa Bliss won the women's tag titles. I mean, that would be the women's equivalent. And they are big on making things equal, so used to say that isn't the next step forward. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean Shane McMahon should not be a champion in twenty nineteen and I know I sound like a broken record, but it's true. Really? He's a McMahon. And therefore, I mean, sure, they're always getting involved with storylines and that, but I mean, for him to be a champion, you know, and as old as he is, and not an actual wrestler, I mean, at, during the Attitude Era, okay, I mean, that's when he did a lot of his impressive stunts, and European title was, wasn't really a big title. And the hardcore title meant nothing, really. I mean, they were minor championships. So, yeah, you know, nobody really blinked an eye, as it were. And again, that's when Shameless doing all those crazy stunts, like the more memorable ones. Basically, the ones that are still being talked about. Um, but still, I mean, I mean, at least the Miz is getting some exposure from all of this, which is good. But Anyway. 
anyway, uh, NXT, I actually didn't watch it this week, um, uh, actually <laughs> waiting till the next, like, a little bit closer to takeover season and start watching it again, so probably between fast or elimination chamber and fast lane. Because that's really when NXT starts getting good again. Man, it's not bad. It's just like that whole post takeover thing. You know, it always declines a little bit. They have a few TV feuds, then picks back up. watching I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast I know it's kind of the best ending but it's the ending that I'm going with and see you guys for the next episode